Puzzled, an audiobook by P.J. Nichols, read today by Phoenix, Sage's father. This reading is dedicated to Sage, Salor, and Zayden in Panama. Chapter 19 Their first two weeks of training went by in a flash. They were meeting on Tuesday and Thursday afternoons. Plus, all day on Saturdays and Sundays, Mr. Winchester had created a training regiment that covered the skills he figured they needed the most. They worked on strength and endurance, calculation, perception, and teamwork. The strength and endurance training was extremely hard for everyone except Bradley. Mr. Winchester explained that some of the challenges would involve some type of pushing, pulling, running, jumping, or lifting. Bradley knew this was his forte and he loved showing off as much as he could while training. He was always the first to finish any race and he could lift more than Peter, Neil, and Nicola combined. Bradley, 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 Mr. Winchester said one day after Bradley had finished an obstacle course before the rest were even half done. You are built like an ox, but you can run like the wind. This comment and other similar ones made Bradley beam with pride. The calculation training was a breeze for Peter, but was not going so well for the rest of the team. In one of their first calculation training sessions, they were given a pile of 30 small metal blocks, all different sizes and weights. The task was to divide them up into three piles of exactly equal weight, and it had to be performed without the use of any type of scale. Less than 30 seconds after starting, Bradley threw his arms up in defeat and sat on the ground. Out of my league, he announced. Pete, you got this one. I'll save my energy for the one that requires some strength, said Bradley. Right after Bradley said that, Mr. Winchester suddenly grabbed Pete's left arm and twisted it behind his back. Ouch! Let go! Peter screamed. How do you expect me to solve this puzzle when it feels like you're going to break my arm in half? Let go of my brother, old man, Bradley yelled, standing up and coming toward Mr. Winchester. Or I'll pound the crap out of you. Mr. Winchester had no intention of hurting Peter, so he let go and spun around to look at Bradley. We all know Peter is good at these kind of things, he said in a stern voice. But as you just witnessed, he was completely useless when I distracted him. You can't depend on him all the time. If Peter loses his concentration or gets hurt or something during one of the challenges, what are you going to do? Give up? Quit? Bradley was fuming. It looked as if he was ready to punch Mr. Winchester in the face. Look, old man, he said. <sighs> Mr. Winchester was also quite upset now, so he quickly responded. Don't look, old man, me, Bradley. I am preparing you so that you can win this thing. If you are planning to give up whenever something looks a little too hard for you, then you have no hope of winning. 
We don't need any quitters on this team. Mr. Winchester then walked over to one of the nearby park benches and sat down. Nicola had been silent throughout the entire ordeal, but she decided to speak up. I think someone better go and apologize to him, she said. He wasn't trying to break anyone's arm or make anyone feel stupid. He just wants us to win. Think about how hard it must be to try to teach all of this stuff to us. She's right, said Neil, without thinking through how silly his next comment was going to sound. He's the best coach that money can buy. Okay, I'll do it, Bradley said first. I suppose I started this, I'll go fix it. The others watched as Bradley walked over and sat beside Mr. Winchester. No one could hear what was being said, but less than three minutes after sitting down, Bradley and Mr. Winchester shook hands. Then they both stood up and walked back to the group. End of chapter 19. There's a bonus chapter today. Chapter 20 will begin in 10 seconds. The perception training was their biggest challenge, as none of the four truly understood what or how they were supposed to practice. In one of the early training sessions, Mr. Winchester asked Neil to open his hand. Okay, let's practice perception for a while, he said to them. Dice? Neil replied as Mr. Winchester dropped them into his hand. The task is very simple. Mr. Winchester continued, roll these two until you get a total of seven. That's it. Neil looked at the other three, not really knowing what to say. He shrugged his shoulders and shook the dice in his hand. Then he rolled them on the ground. Did you do it? Mr. Winchester asked. Neil looked at the dice. No, he replied. I rolled a six and a two for a total of eight. Good math, Einstein, Bradley joked. Shut up, Brad, Neil said back quickly. Peter jumped in. Come on, guys. Rolling the dice is, is simple. About odds. It's all about odds, Peter said. The odds of rolling a seven are one in six. If you roll six times or more, it's highly likely one of them will be a seven. Neil, pass me those. Peter rolled a pair of twos. On his second try, he rolled a ten. Bradley snatched the dice out of Peter's hands before his third attempt. You guys have no luck, he said. Leave it up to a real man to roll a seven. Bradley rolled an eight. He tried again, but still couldn't get a seven. Third time lucky, he proudly announced, holding the dice high above his head. You should just give up. Nicola said loudly. I guarantee you will not roll a seven this time or the next time or the time after that. And how could you, little girl, possibly know this? Bradley asked sarcastically. Because if you look closely at those dice, she replied, you'll see there are no odd numbers on them. They only have twos, fours, and sixes. 
So you'll never, ever get a total of seven. Bradley twirled the dice around in his fingers. Once he realized what Nikola was saying was true, he turned to Mr. Winchester and said, You tricked us, old man. These aren't real dice. I most certainly did not trick you, Mr. Winchester replied firmly. If you recall, I put two objects into Neil's hand and I did not call them dice. It was Neil followed quickly by the rest of you who made that assumption. That's still pretty tricky though, Neil added, a little flustered about his mistake. Peter was hoping to put a stop to what seemed like the start of a tense moment. Calm down guys, he said. Unfortunately, he hadn't spoke as boldly or loudly as he should have. It appears as if this argument was going to escalate. Nicola was the only one still seated. She uncharacteristically yelled, Shut up and sit down. It seems to me like you boys have had your pride hurt by a girl. You guys are pathetic. Think about what happened. Before giving those two dice to Neil, Mr. Winchester said, We were going to work on perception. Perception. If you have been listening, you would have known to look more carefully at the dice instead of just rolling them over and over. The boys sat back down. They were shocked by Nicola's sudden character change and also embarrassed by their careless mistake. Mr. Winchester cleared his throat and then announced, Thank you, Nicola. I can see you will be needed to keep these boys honest. And boys, let this be a lesson to all of you. We all have weaknesses. I can only hope that all four of you don't share a common one. Why are you lecturing me? Bradley asked in an angry tone. I'm the muscle on this team, not the brains. I'll leave the geeky stuff to these three. Who are you calling geeky? Neil said, standing up and taking a step toward Bradley. Bradley stood up too. You, you geek? He replied, and Petey and his little geeky girlfriend. Peter needed to do something to calm everyone down, but he was too late, as Neil had already pushed Bradley hard in the chest. Bradley didn't fall, but had to take a couple of cells back to keep his balance. Once Bradley was standing up straight again, he walked toward Neil just before he got close enough to him. Nicola jumped between them. Stop! She screamed at the top of her lungs. Please, just stop! Despite how badly he wanted to throw a punch, Bradley wasn't going to risk hitting a girl to try to get at Neil. Peter seized the opportunity and quickly said, Look, I don't care who's geeky and who isn't. What I care about is winning. Come on, guys. If we spent as much time practicing as we did arguing, we'd be a team to reckon with. Although this fight had been temporarily averted, Peter wondered how they were going to get through the next six weeks without ripping each other's heads off. To be continued.